Welcome to episode 587 of the Cast Podcast. I am Nick Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Rockart. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Sweat. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, indeed. Uh, on this episode of Leadcast, we've got um, not very much news, probably not much Leadcast news or new news. Um, we'll hear from our friends at NordVPN. We will talk about a, uh, I think, a challenge that we're all going to be participating in uh, in our bi-weekly discussion. We'll talk about MSI and uh, the the stuff that's happened so far, um, as well as I think we should talk about the format as well, because that was um, bringing a lot of uh, topic, uh, a lot of uh, conversation this week. Um, and then we'll close it out with Roundtable and Mail Fight. Aiden, how was your week, Frank? My was good. Um, a little bit of Smurf games, a little bit of ARMs. We actually played a five-stack ARM last night, which was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, just like just hanging out, playing fun stuff. Uh, I got all my Decay games for the most part up. I have to play a couple solo queue games. Um, I had to dodge my series on my main account out of Master Tier because I don't want to be Master yet. Um, hoping to grind next month for League um and then that's kind of it for like video games the only other thing i did was i was i got my like uh handheld like retro retro uh emulator thing that i bought um and i have been playing through fucking pokemon like uh rom hacks like like fan made games or whatever Mm because like there's like a billion and 99 percent of them are shit dude but they're they're the good ones like you can easily filter out like the shit ones like recommendations and stuff like that yeah good rom hack pokemon games are better than like pokemon games that like game freak makes right <laughs> like, isn't there a um isn't there a really scary one yeah, about sure. lavender town there's like a ton of them like one of the most popular ones now that i haven't tried yet there's a fucking uh pokemon emerald um uh what's the what's the type of game like hades and uh where you like restart and, oh um roguelike. roguelike yeah there's a fucking roguelike yeah. game uh, that i want to cool. try no but i played a game called pokemon gaia and it was like it's based in pokemon fire red but it has all the pokemon up to like gen 8 or whatever and like it, it added in like all the features past the game like added in mega evolutions all this shit dude it was so good it, it's just better than any pokemon game i've played in like huh tenure <laughs> it's like that's awesome so i've just been doing that it's been a blast though but uh not too too much league hoping to play a little bit more gonna do community games on thursday still so be sure to uh, tune into that okay i guess i also played uh nico in community games like new nico literally the day she oh yeah came out last week and uh mm-hmm. dude fucking just lane ganking as a minion is the fucking dumbest thing they've added ever added into league holy shit yeah i i don't know it's this was being discussed on um on our discord at length and um i i just feel like there's no way she can't be like uh, strong in maybe in a similar way to evelyn um but she can turn into anything with a health bar that's not like a a jungle like uh, an epic monster or a turret right so like a Jarvan flag or an Alawi tentacle or a Zyra plant or a, a spiderling is crazy as well. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, and this is something that like, okay, now you're playing against the burst mage who has the ability to turn into anything with a health bar. And if you don't have the foresight to be paying attention to that, you know, throughout the can't. entire game, because it could be, it could be any, any, any time. Um, 
you, you know, then then you, you you're at risk of dying. Like, so I, I think people will get better at it, but yeah, but. It's fucking, dude, like, watching, like, challenger games of it is, like, dude, she just fucking walks into lane, like, not even disguising herself that well as a minion, and it works. Like, because you can't pay attention Mm -hmm. to all that shit. Like, it's crazy. The fucking grossest one I've seen that's actually just, like, no one will ever be able to beat it is, um, she can turn into pink words, right? Uh, but like the, yeah, there's yeah. two pink words but then you can move yourself because you don't have uh, you're, you're ghosted so you don't have like minion block or whatever you can move yourself onto the exact same pixel as the pink word that's wild so that actually. like it, it doesn't show too like that's insane I, I dude, it's, it's, it's so good man yeah or I mean far enough away that it, you, you know you just need to be in a different bush yeah. right and, and then it's convincing see I don't know she just exerts so much pressure by existing that uh, I don't know it's it's gonna be interesting I think so. she's very good, but uh, she's low yeah. win rate because I, I, dude, it's so funny watching people like sit in a bush. Like, <laughs> I saw a clip of someone who's like they're super fed playing her, and then they go fucking, they kill a little wolf, run out of like the thing to diagra, run back, turn into uh, the other little wolf, sit there, pretend to be wolf for like four minutes or whatever, and yeah, the jungler no comes. comes and just kills them. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's why her winner is like forty percent. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as soon as you start like it stopped doing i guess the fun the the fun stuff with, with the rework i i don't know i just i i just think she's gonna be very strong yeah same but she's cool uh that's my week though what about you colton uh yeah i played i think one game of summoner's rift whoa uh, where I, I i played a game uh i got support played rel and uh lost my my team were kind of clowns it was great uh, let's see my jungler zero seven my eighty carry one and eight top laner four seven mid laner five and eight it was a it was a real clusterfuck it started out like i think four or five minutes in um with like a a fight bot lane that like their mid laner either teleported to or just showed up to and then like their jungler showed up uh and it was like a three for three but their eighty carry got one and then their Aurelia got two. And then, like, I, as support, got all three for our nice. teams, um, which, like, feels bad. I, it was definitely one of those situations where it's, like, if I don't take this, the person doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does feel bad to, like, get those three and then just, man, the uh, the Samira was so fucking bad. It was, at one point, we dove bottom, and she legit autoed the turret four times instead of autoing the like kaisa to finish her mm-hmm. like just four in a row and i'm like wow okay that's uh no wonder uh so it was a really bad loss that was my demote down to d275 um i have been wanting to play a little bit more lately uh particularly like i was hanging out with trevor while he was playing and like it was, you know gave, gave me the itch like oh man i want i want to play some games so probably gonna get back to that soon also still been playing a lot of tft uh currently i think i'm d3 in that um probably gonna gonna spam the Jin renegades comp to masters hopefully i i keep saying that and then i keep not hitting masters <laughs> maybe i'm bad at the game <laughs> maybe i'm only a d3 tft player right now but you know We'll, we'll figure it out, and uh, that's about it for my week. Nick, what you been up to? 
Um, I played quite a bit of rank this week. Um, still kind of the same <laughs> results as before. Uh, not going super great. Um, I, I don't know. I feel I, I don't feel like I'm playing like exceptionally well. I don't think I'm like smurfing, you know, in, in the vast majority of the games. But I do feel like I'm playing better than my record would indicate, which is a little frustrating. Um, I feel like I've had a lot of players just kind of like give up on like super winnable games, which is really frustrating. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I've demoted down to, um, D one and then went all the way down to zero. So, uh, it's not going, you know, exceptionally well, but I feel like it's going to be a, a blessing in disguise when I am able to just cut sort of like camp in D one until, uh, the end of the season, make a push there. Um, especially with something else that we've got going on that we'll, we'll talk about, um, shortly, so we'll see. I'll I'll probably like play some more games and and see how it goes. Um, but I don't anticipate having the best luck uh, in in terms of like climbing. So it'll uh, it'll all work itself out. I mean, worst case scenario, end D one, and that's not the end of the world or D four. You know. So I guess that makes me the high we'll seal of podcaster again. From you are. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, play, I, I, I demoted. I, I, I what's it called? Uh, decayed three hundred points and then lost four <laughs> games in a row, and I'm now the high CLO. I made the mistake of playing playing League of Legends. Exactly. Boy, howdy! Yeah. What a mistake that was. Dude, it's so um, funny. Nick got Nick, Nick got on like in the afternoon one day, and he's like, "Hey, you want to play?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I'll play a ranked game. I have to play some decay, and we we can't play because my MMR is too high because I yeah. decayed from master three hundred. Even though like even I though was we're six points away or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we were six points away from one another and couldn't play. I'm too good, um, man. True. So, so we'll see. I um I have been in my series to master twice, and the first one was a one two loss, and the second one was a an O two loss. Uh, unfortunately, the O two one I played very well those games, uh, and um, we we lost those, so that's okay. Um, I did get to see the Super Mario Brothers movie this past week, which was uh, really good, actually, a lot better than I expected. Um, I had heard it was good, but this was um, yeah, pleasantly surprising. So uh, I think that's it for my week. We can get on with the show where we've got two new patrons. Shout out to Reckless Viper and Oklahoman. Thank you for your support. Uh, do we have any league cast news, Aiden? Just the usual um, community games on Thursday, op.gg reviews by the end of the month. Stay tuned for all of our good stuff, uh, and also probably tournament sometime late next month. So. Ooh. Hell yeah. Any um, any leaks about the, the any potential cool ideas you got going? I don't know. I kind of want to do like a standard thing, but I also, I, I love doing like goofy tournament ideas. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe for like that, the first one I'll do like something goofy, like uh, like a region-based one or something. Because uh, Zill yeah. from Lala did a region-based one a couple, like like a year ago at this point now. And it was, it was a lot of fun to play in. So Yeah, the region ones we've done, um, I think when Challenges first came out, we did some challenge runs, some mm-hmm. regional teams, which ended up being pretty fun. So, cool. Um, no new news. Uh, it's been a very quiet news week, so we'll just go straight into uh, NordVPN, and then we'll hear about the uh, a little challenge that we have in mind. Yeah, but uh, first, of course, we've got Nord. You know Nord, NordVPN, the highest quality encryption and VPN services. Uh, they stop you from getting tracked by the sneaky little corporations trying to steal all your data and build profiles on you. They let you connect to servers all across the country and around the world that are super fast so that you can, you know, watch Netflix as if you're in Korea to get that content that's only available there. 
or just because you don't want anyone snooping or you just want to keep yourself private. There's a bunch of great stuff that NordVPN does. They'll hide your IP in physical location. And uh, that service is available to our listeners with a big four-month bonus, as well as a huge discount on your NordVPN plan. And that's available to you for at nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. Again, you're going to get four bonus months, as well as a huge discount on your plan by going to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. All that's going to get backed by NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. Uh, so if for whatever reason you decide to go back on it, you're good. You've got 30 days to try it out risk-free. Uh, they've also got other cool stuff like a password manager and cloud file storage. So uh, you want to keep your password safe? You want to keep your data safe? You want to keep your file safe? All that's available to you at nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. And again, you're going to get that for a huge discount with four bonus months. Thank you to Nord. Thank you, Nord. All right. We were talking in the Discord the other day and kind of decided that it would be fun to do a challenge of sorts. Um, so I think we all um, have talked about it and we are, are interested in it. Um, we want to do a role challenge. Um, and so the, the first part of that comes from selecting a role. Uh, we obviously can't do, um, I think, support top lane or AD carry. Or jungle. Um, or, or jungle. I guess jungle to a lesser extent. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's weird because, like, obviously we can't do it all. I, I think I'm probably the best at top out of us. Nick, I yeah, would say you're I pretty obviously so. the best at support of us. I think it's yeah. pretty fucking obvious that Colton can play jungle and AD carry just better than both of us. Um, mm-hmm. And it's one of those weird things where it's like, what's the, what's the last role? Mid? And it's mm-hmm. like, Colton, I would say, is traditionally the mid laner on our team. But yeah. I, he also hasn't <laughs> played it. Like, I would say it's still like you're... Colton, I would say you are a jungler or an ad carry in the past couple of years yeah i would agree with that as well mm-hmm. yeah i mean it bounces around a lot but i i've definitely pulled back on playing mid and top recently i think i see myself more as a jungle support player most days mm-hmm. um with like the exception of you know, like a, a few like ad carry phrase but like i, I don't know it, it is weird yeah because like if it the the idea was like let's do an off roll challenge right and yeah. so it's like mm-hmm. it, it's pretty easy for like Aiden like as long as it's not top or support you're like you're you're pretty firmly in an off roll yeah I feel like Nick is probably what like support and then like a little top a little jungle yeah but like uh, top eighty ten ten mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um right and so it's like if it's not support you're basically on an off roll mm-hmm. and and then you guys just get to deal with me being the the guy throwing a wrench in this plan or it's like i mean like i'm normally like in any given season like 40 30 20 10 mm-hmm. yeah, um, playing playing a lot of everything playing sure. a lot of everything yeah. i do think the one thing that like is interesting though is that um doing mid lane obviously i would say i play the least mid out of all three of us um I think it's not pretty, not much not much less than I do. Yeah, but I, mean, I like, don't play so that much. Two years yeah. ago, you did play a decent amount of. That's mid. true. Of course, I played, it was yeah. like plat one mm-hmm. D four games or whatever. Yeah. Um. But like, I would say you played probably fifty mid ranked games that season. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus, I mean, but the benefit I have is that I would say I play the most top lane, and obviously that's the other solo lane in the game. So I yeah, think it's, you, it's you have a lot of solo good. XP. Yeah. Yeah, I think um I, I think it'll be a pretty like fun challenge. Um, so we're gonna be <laughs> maybe this. I don't, we should have. Uh, I talked about this 
more in depth before, but we're going to kind of iron out the details here and kind of get everyone involved in the, in the process. If you have a, we're not going to be starting this for a little bit. So if you have a suggestion or, um, addition that you'd, that you'd recommend, you know, we'd love to hear it. And, uh, I guess do we want to figure out a timeline right now? Because we have two real options, right? When we have more than two options, but I would say the two obvious options are one starting and ending it before the end of the season, which I think is fine. We'd have to start at June, like you'd start June and so, obviously end of season July seventeenth, which is a month and a half. Okay, so I you're saying like, you're saying the split? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the split. Sorry. Um, uh-huh. The ob- other right. option is starting it when the next split starts, which would be August and ending January or whatever the fuck. Then the split ends. Um, which mm-hmm. my so. Uh, Obviously, starting in a short amount of time and then wanting to play that much in a short amount of time is like a little bit much. My main benefit of that, I think, is that I don't think any of us want to just play like six months of mid lane. Um, you know what I mean? And yeah, keep, so keeping I think, up with decay and shit like that. <laughs> I think we should do a mix of the two. Um, I, as someone who has potentially a lot of grinding to do to get back to Masters, um, it, it may not be an easy. I don't want to necessarily spend that split between two accounts. Um, so I would suggest that we start at the start of the next split and then have an arbitrary cutoff wherever we want it to be. Um, so that way we, you know, we don't have to juggle decay, decay games and all that, uh, as well as the challenge. So I think, yeah, I think we need to, to go back a little bit. Um, so right. We're going to be playing off roll in the mid lane. We're gonna do some level of champion limitation, and it's, mm-hmm. and then like obviously we need some measure of of who wins. So it sounds like the plan is that we're going to be playing on different accounts, not our mains, and that maybe the the, the then the measure is going to be within X time period or X number of games, like who can get the highest rank. Is that? What we're yeah. Thinking? So I think um I I think it would be best if we uh had different accounts um i'm planning on um leveling an account to um i don't don't know take a break from main ranked um in preparation for it but i think a an account with like no prior i I guess preferably yeah preferably no ranked history if if not that then at least not any like substantial ranked history um Mm -hmm. would be would be great because it i mean regardless of the the results if we did it on mains aiden would win based on like mmr alone right it would be really hard I'd to have mess to be up a lot worse yeah, yeah to mess up an yeah. account like, that he is, could he could go 25 and 25 and end 200 lp than i if if i went like 35 Two, and 15 i feel like 200 is, would be a <laughs> like a like generous as well yeah <laughs> it'd probably be closer to like 400 um so i think i think that would and then it would also leading into our next topic of discussion um you know we've talked about like playing in slower ranked players and all that but um like it previously but i so we're gonna be picking champions for our um collective champion pool we're all gonna be playing the same champions just not um but in we're gonna have um the ability to decide which champions that we'll be playing uh here in a moment so that is something that I feel like would be more fun than like, hey, we're going to put you in, you know, D1 master tier games and yep. 
you have to figure out how to play characters that you've never played before in a role you've never. I mean, yeah, played you're before. actually learning the role and climbing mm-hmm. with it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I did with my AD carry account a couple of years ago. I, I like started silver, and guess what? I had a fifty percent win rate in fucking gold for like a while until I got better at the role. Until you just played Cogma. <laughs> yeah, until I played Cogma every game. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. So the idea of like a limited pool is also good because we are going to be like limited on our characters. They are new accounts. We don't own every character, and also the biggest stipulation was we didn't want to do it where we play mid, but then I play Tom Kench mid every game and then i play scion mid every game Mm -hmm. game. like and we run into this scenario so like we want to have this thing where we pick only characters listed as mid laners from u.gg and we all pick three is our current idea um so i pick three colton picks three nick picks three and that's our pool of nine characters um my fun little stipulation i want to throw in there because nine's a weird number right nine's a little little yeah nine's a weird number Mm -hmm. what if whenever you go to queue up for the day you can also play the highest win rate (laughs) mid laner the on highest, your, okay. On I would say plat plus, right? Interesting. <laughs> okay, so currently that would be Akshan. Yeah. So Akshan would be. What if this champion's in the pool? Uh, that, then there's just like right so. Now. I think it's fine. Like, okay. Okay. I, that's fine. Sure. I like that conceptually, but I I know I would like forget to do it or mess it up. I mean, I think the main I, thing is like you can go play this character that's uh, good. It 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 allows you to constantly be like innovating and playing new stuff but you also have to fucking be performing on this character that you probably don't have as much experience on. i feel like it's a cool mm-hmm. idea it's, it's really interesting because it could yeah. be a really good like cassadin patch it's gonna be like right? a ps sometimes and i don't fucking play Cassidy, yeah right yeah mm-hmm. so i i do like that idea i think one thing especially since we're not doing this challenge right away i i do think we should like put a, a vote to our community that like they can add one champion to the pool maybe um just that'd be fun too yeah what and if I, <laughs> what if we see if they give a good pick and then um we, we can uh executively veto it if it's bad yeah <laughs> well some other things i was thinking besides just like each of us picking three and we share them is like you know one thing nick was brought up before the show is like he wants to be able to veto zillion so i don't play zillion which i understand well, i think like I it's, think it would be sort of against the spirit of the competition to play yeah. characters that you're already proficient on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, right. So because like it, it's it's a learning challenge, it's an off roll challenge, and it's, it, it's not my like, highest master character. Yeah, it, and it's not like okay, Colton, you you know you sometimes play like LeBlanc or whatever, just as an example. Mm-hmm. And okay, you like okay, she's in your pool, like, but you're but Zillion is what your second highest mastery point your first highest my first zillion and like, yeah, that is a little different, I guess. <laughs> yeah i i don't think it would be versus like this is this is not a character that i want to add to the pool but i played anivia uh you know two years ago and i think like i had a 60 percent win rate in that elo but i only played like maybe 50 games 70 games max mm-hmm. whereas like i you know i probably am not go i'm not i'm not gonna add her to the pool but I feel like that's that's different than yeah you adding Zillion. Yeah, I mean, so I think we could maybe do a stipulation there of like nothing you have mastery seven on already. Okay, could be a level that we cut that off at. I was also thinking potentially if we wanted to get like a little silly with it, we could be like we each add like one to the total pool. You maybe get to pick one character that's just for you, and like one that's just like. I pick a character for Aiden's pool. Aiden picks one for yours. You pick one for mine. Not not that we need to do that, but I I think there's a lot of like ways we could go about building these pools potentially. What if what if we kind of combined your two ideas and just had the community pick like one character 
for, for like, each, each of, us. of us. I think that's a fun way. Of yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so like the, the community has, gets to add Colton, one for each of us. Colton gets to play. Um, I'm looking at the list and looking for like a meme one. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Colton gets to one. play like yeah, Kale. Haha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a <laughs> like, cool. Way I don't know something something like that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. So we'll do it. So we all have our base three. Community is going to pick one for each of us. Uh, we'll do like a little vote on our Discord, um, discord.gg slash leadcast. And then I think that we should also still do the like daily, like highest point thing. Yeah, I think that'd be good. I think mm-hmm. it's just like a fun way to keep like stuff like open just as like f- being able mm-hmm. to innovate is a cool. I mean, it's, it's learning, right? That's the whole point. So especially if it's like a very like one sided patch in terms of champion strength. You know, if it's yeah. like I, the best example is if it's a Cassidy patch, not being able to play Cassidy really sucks. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. That's just going to negatively affect all of us. And like, the the point mm-hmm. of this is not to like torture ourselves, make it hard to yeah. climb. It is to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so and then we're going to also have the stipulation that you can't pick a character you have mastery seven on already. Yep. Okay. Sure. That's the only fair. mid laner I have mastery seven on is Lux. Oh. Well, okay. I've got it on like ten or twelve. <laughs> if you don't even include Lux as like a, as a as a mid laner, like my highest mastery mid laner is Oriana with thirty thousand points. By the way, wow, that's not very many. Um, I'm logging in now to see my, yeah. my mastery. So why don't you guys discuss? Do we want to start like looking at our pools? Like we'll all go through, pick our first one, do a rotation, pick our second I'll, one, do a rotation, pick our also. Third. Colton, if your pool's too limited, I would be I would be down to like discuss the. Yeah, I mean, we can we can look at which ones like you have. Yeah, right? and I, I I think yeah, especially like in in my case, I think it wouldn't be fair for me to pick Zillion or Oriana again for the spirit of the challenge, mm-hmm. um, because like I would go and, and play oh, those shit. ranked tomorrow, like on my main. Yeah. Do you guys um, know I have Mastery Seven TF? That's crazy. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, I mean, how we just do over hundred thousand points? I feel like that's like fine. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then in that case, then yeah, those are the only two mid laners I can't. Play. yeah i think i think it's a good cutoff cool yeah a hundred thousand mm-hmm. okay awesome okay so do you guys have i think i've i've selected at least one which is uh, granted not very many but um do you want to tell us the first one and we'll guys, go through them i i want to add action to the list okay uh he is a character that i think looks so fun um and i think this would be a great uh chance to to, to get to play him do we do we veto that notion i think it's great I don't okay. think I'm going to play any action, <laughs> but you can certainly add him to the pool. But hey, the cho- the option is there for you, friend. Yeah. Well, I, and I'm also very excited about the timing when we want to do this um, to play with the 80 carry items. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think like having a champion that is going to get to build some of those items occasionally is uh, it will be a fun little like twist on that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Colton, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, you can go ahead. I want to play Malzahar. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I, I'm not going to veto that. I want to save it just in case there's some other. how many fucking points other... I have on Malzahar. You guys think I'm this fucking Mal's only fucking boring trash? 99,000. I have 19,000 points on him. Oh, I have wow. more points on Malzahar than you. That's what I mean. Dude, I don't fucking play mid. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you love Malzahar. I do. He's one yeah. of my favorite characters in the entire game. <laughs> okay. Man, it's, it's tough because I like I keep seeing characters that I don't have like over that cap on, but I still don't feel like would be within like the scope of the challenge. So I'm like scrolling down to characters I've got like mastery two or three on. Um, what, let's, what, let's say Silas. What do you think is not in the scope of the challenge? 
Um, so I was looking at Kennen because I've played a good amount of mid Kennen mm-hmm. with quite a good success rate. I think it was like 65% win rate over like 20 or so games. Um, I haven't like played probably more than like 40, 50 games of it, but I also don't feel like that would be learning something new. Yeah. Um, so it, gonna... I mean, it doesn't have to be like learning something new for like all three, you know, mm-hmm. it, but I think it would be more fun if we. I'm not learning. We playing our mains. I'm just learning. Mid. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna start with Silas. Ooh. Okay. Silas is a good pick. He was gonna be one of mine if you if you guys. Did yeah, not I, him. I I I think Nick's gonna pick Nivia. I don't know. I'm no. I'm not gonna pick Nivia. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't think it would, would be. Fuck. I was really? hoping you would too, because I I want to play Anivia, but I don't want to use a pick yeah, on a fucking Anivia. <laughs> You're gonna have to. Uh, my second pick is gonna be Vladimir. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna have three characters in my pool. <laughs> <laughs> Veto it. No, no. I'll, I'll pick oh, something else. No, it's fine. It's all right. Aiden, I'll pick. I'll Are you writing? Are you writing these down? By yeah, the way, I have Aiden? them all written down. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, sure. You want me to go with my second one now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lissandra. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Ah, Aiden's playing the boring play for jungle Aiden plays the, the fucking push out your lane and roam to bottom lane strategy. What a surprise! Yeah, <laughs> gonna hit level six and wait for my jungler. Looking at flash ult them. Yeah. Woo. Um, Whoa. Uh, I'm gonna go with another character that I have less than mastery three on Aurelian Soul. Mm, okay. Nice. Interesting. We. Aiden and I were talking about this earlier. We think that character sucks. Wiener. Dude, he's so... Dude, he's 55% win rate in iron. Isn't that crazy? That, that's insane. And it goes down... He's I, also, low down to 49% at fucking master. He's he's 50.7 plat plus. Yeah. No, it literally just... It goes down every rank. Like, well, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. But still, Ooh. even like diamond plus, he's like even 50. Right? Yeah. I, that's definitely playable. Okay, cool. So now the question comes, do I have to add something that I want to play because I don't think you guys are going to add it? Um, so I'm torn. I want to add Nico because I think it would be fun to play Nico, but I don't think... I don't know if it's going to be fun once the novelty wears off, right? <laughs> of like ganking uh-huh. a bunch of times. So instead, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna add Diana. Ooh. Okay, okay. That way we can all benefit from the... Uh, the rock art school. Let's just fucking Diana. tell him not to teach you guys. Don't teach him. This is this is. I need to win this. this. A family business. This is a family secret. <laughs> cool. Uh, so here's one that's not in the. Okay, it, it's in Aiden wheelhouse because it's also a top laner. Um, oh, but cool. But it's not in the wheelhouse because it's not a fucking <laughs> push out the wave in AFK character. I want to play Rumble. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Okay, okay. Rumble. I thought you were gonna say Cho'Gath. I would have bet money. Yeah, no, that would have been that would have been cringe. I think, but I think Rumble's a good one for us. Yeah, that'd uh-huh. be fun. I mean, my my backbone of playing like only control mages is is calling to me to like pick at least one safe wave clear control mage. <laughs> um, we already have some of those though. Kinda. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Nick didn't do it. I will. Anivia. I want Anivia. Anivia. Oh, okay. Thank you. I can play another All character. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Cool. So, <laughs> hey, listeners, one. listeners, vote for Oriana because I want to be able to play Ori. <laughs> no, no. Oriana and Zillion are excluded, right? Oriana are so fun. Oriana is so fun, man. <laughs> Oriana and Zillion excluded, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think because you have you have. A, 
You have more than 100,000 on both of them, yeah? Yeah, I have yeah. more than 200 on both of them. <laughs> Two, more, so okay. The cutoff was so low and you still beat it super yeah. hard. Um, yeah. Okay, so our final pools are Nick selected Akshan, Vladimir, and Diana. I selected Malzahar, Lissandra, and Rumble. Colton selected Silas, Aurelian, Soul, and Anivia. Plus, we're going to have Wait, three community... Sorry, go ahead. Can I change my Aurelian Soul to Varus mid? Is that against the rules? Because I because I have over 100k on Varus 80 carry. Uh, never he's mid. he's the he's the fourth lowest pick rate mid laner in the game. The only ones below him are Sion, Renekton, and Ezreal on the list. Okay, who fine. I would I'll, say are I'll, not mid laners. Who's I'll, I'll who's above him? Who's above him? Who's above that? Velkos. <laughs> and then above that's Cassandra. They're all it's like fine. the fringe I'll, ones. Fine. Well, okay. no, I'll leave, I'll leave it as Aurelian Soul. It's fine. Okay. okay. Uh, and then we have three community voted ones. I will put up a poll sometime next week where you guys can vote on. Uh, it's going to be a poll for Nick, Colton, and myself. There are going to be three individual p characters. Um, and then we're also going to be able to play whatever the highest win rate character of the day is in plat plus matchmaking. Yeah, you guys are you guys are so fucked if Zillion gets on that list. <laughs> yeah. If if <laughs> when when Zillion's the highest win rate on the patch, you guys are so fucked. <laughs> That's so funny because his win rate is always like pretty decently high. Mm -hmm. um, He's normally like but his top pick three. rate is like so low. Yeah. Cool. Um. Okay. It, it, is is this gonna be like Colton doesn't play unless Zillion is <laughs> high on the yeah, day? Yeah, he fucking plays all of his games in one like twenty four hour period. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah, I I just refresh it every morning at like. 1am and, and the, the day zillions there i just call in sick and i play for 22 hours straight yeah that's sick. that's actually. funny so so just just for the sake of explanation um these are characters that we all can pick at any time um we've just added our own little twist to to the pool it's not like i can only play the three characters that i've listed you know etc yeah. we all can pick from these nine characters at any point plus the 10th of the day um, plus a potentially eleventh if you guys pick good, yeah. good champions. Mm -hmm. uh, do you guys have anything that needs to be excluded from your pool? Because obviously, like we're gonna have our community vote for like Aiden's fourth character, your fourth character, mine. It's like mine can't be Zillion or Oriana. Yeah, um, I think so. I think um, I think the thing is, Col or Aiden will make a list of all the like okay. applicable characters. Gotcha. Um, and then we'll just exclude those two. Yeah, I'm just gonna uh, have I don't Google for. I it, don't have right. any. I don't have any to exclude, so yeah, I don't either. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. I don't have many characters over a hundred thousand, like just period. Um. So yeah, we'll um go ahead and nail that down, and then nail down a time as well, like a time period. Yeah, we'll figure out a, like if we're gonna do like uh, one month, two months. Mm -hmm. We might do like a certain month date, but you can also only play like a cap of a certain game. So like you can play a yeah, lot of months, fun but too. maybe it's like three hundred game or two hundred games max or whatever the fuck it is. So someone can't just play eight hundred or whatever. Um, yeah, but I, I think we'll figure it out. Either way, that's gonna be the goal. And yeah. We'll see who's the highest. Yeah, right, cool. So I'm gonna just start practicing time. Silas now. Yeah, just only play now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's so that's kind of like what I'm planning to do with my uh the account that i'm leveling is like i'm, I'm just gonna like try to play some i have a lot of characters to unlock so okay. i'll uh try to um try to learn as many as i can while i yeah while I, I guess can. I, I need to level an account as well before that challenge starts. yes i also need to level an account um cool <laughs> our next segment is do we uh how long have we been recording for we've been recording for 35 minutes do you want to quickly just talk about one more bi-weekly thing 
Yeah. No, let's talk it. about it for like an hour. I'll talk about like a short one because it's, it's like the other ones I think are pretty long discussions, but I want to talk about this because I was listening to a podcast and uh, they mentioned sure. a uh, clinical study that was done and I thought it was very interesting. Um, it was talking about um, in the game League of Legends, um, what are, what is the only mental metri- metric that matters uh, like in, in uh, accordance with how you do in, 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 the, in ranked? Like, what's the only hmm. mental metric? So, like, so, for rank success? Yeah, for rank success, the only mental metrics. Obviously, like, you have, like, being able to use your fingers and stuff are not mental things. Um, hmm. Um, I I don't know. That's you get gonna be, I can tell you, like, I'll tell okay. you what the terms are or whatever. But, like, if you just want to just, like, throw a guess out there, we can just talk about it. Uh, just, like, rapid decision making. Okay, yep. I'm going to say the ability to acknowledge your own mistakes. That is it, Colton. Uh, the exact word is cognitive flexibility. Is the only metric in League of Legends that has any, um, any, any like level, any of, like, like correlation, this, yeah, correlation to rank to performance. Yeah, the other things they measured was uh, fluid intelligence, uh, attention control inhibition, working memory, and decision making. Um, and they found that only uh, cognitive flexibility, being able to like challenge your own like way of thinking. Uh, like see, I died this, but what could I have done to improve? Uh, what could I have done differently? Hmm. Stuff like that was the only thing that had any sort of like uh, correlation to uh, improving ranked and stuff like that. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's a pretty cool study. Way too, way too fucking like uh, sciency and nerdy for me. But uh, I'd recommend like just Google. You can just Google cognitive flexibility League of Legends. You'll find like the study. It, it's really interesting um, that studies are being done on stuff like this now. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I guess it's been popular for long enough that, you know, it makes sense to commit some, res- excuse me, resources to to this sort of thing. And I mean, like, o- awesome. obviously we're not in, like, the field of, like, health science and whatever, but I think mm-hmm. it's, looking at it, I think it's pretty safe to say that we'd all agree that cognitive flexibility, being able to challenge your own, like, mistakes, your own thought process, is kind of the number one thing to, like, learn and succeed in a game like this. Well, yeah, I think the the most important aspect of that is just, being able to like even if even if you um don't feel like you are making mistakes just being able to identify what mistakes you are making and fix them um is is probably like the biggest part of that you know if if you're playing in you know like a a lower elo and losing a bunch of games that you think you're playing perfectly in um which sounds hypocritical after my week um and like you can take a step back and say like okay i like i know the game was not very fun uh i like it, it just didn't turn out well but i'm i'm just going to take some time to to look at what i did is like a i'm sure just a really good way to like to 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 improve at the game overall yeah for sure i mean i i think all of us do a pretty decent job of like being able to challenge our own ideas and stuff uh i I mean i don't think any of us got here purely based on like fucking just Mm -hmm. god gamer skills by any means like no offense to any of us i don't think any of us are just naturally gifted gamers by Mm -hmm. any means yeah uh but yeah it's super interesting and i feel like this is something that a lot of people can like even if it is just a health science study and maybe they're you know like obviously there's a lot that goes into stuff like this um i think it's pretty safe to say that maybe this is something that people should consider if they are struggling if you've been the same elo for a long time maybe you do need to consider like adjusting your own thinking adjusting your own ability to critically think about your own actions uh stuff like that yeah and i think Mm -hmm. this is what leads to like a lot of um uh like i'm seeking out coaching or like getting my replays reviewed you know stuff like that um which just 
is how you improve at the game. That's interesting. Yeah. And, and I think that that's like definitely a skill you need to learn. And that's something where like sometimes that external force can be very helpful. Cause like maybe you recognize that I'm very bad at, at, at identifying my own mistakes and my own shortcomings. And that's where you like have somebody else come in and do that. But it's like, that's not just something you have or you don't, right? Like that's a learned skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, right. Like you, you said it before, it's about thinking critically about the game and again, like being like down to, to acknowledge, hey, I, I did this wrong. I could have done this better. Like, sure, we might have still won the team fight if Yasuo hit Q, but that doesn't mean that I everything I did was correct just because mm-hmm. he made that mistake. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Want to move into our next section, which is MSI. Let's yeah. do it. Before so we talk, really talk... dive into yeah, it, I just want to give a shout out to Riot for at least on this event being better with their homepage yeah. uh, and the spoilers, not actually showing spoilers. Because I it was I think two years ago for Worlds where they had like the Worlds homepage and they had the spoilers toggle, but there were there were spoilers shown even when it was toggled off because it like showed who was playing in the semifinals. Yeah. Like it was like right there on the front page. I'm like, oh, great. I'm so glad that spoilers are, are off, but you told me who won both of these series. Thank yeah, you. You're Ryan seeing Faker games. versus whoever, like as a big picture. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and at least this time around, it, 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 it doesn't look like they're, they're showing any uh, match results or indicating like because of these match results, this is the next stage. Yeah. yeah so, for sure. I do think it's a, like it's a fine line between like, I don't want to spoil anything, but we also have to like generate hype for this matchup that everyone's super excited for. Dude, the fucking yeah, worst thing, like that sort of thing. Like, yeah, the the hard, like the other side of it was. I remember the month that they tried on R slash League of Legends that you couldn't have anything spoiler related in titles um, for twenty four hours after the games. So oh you'd have gosh. you'd have like winner of game week three game seven uh, interviews about game. <laughs> like they just played or like you know like yeah. i wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to say that they like came off a win or they just played oh, this or yeah it's mm-hmm. crazy um but, <laughs> but there's a happy middle ground uh, anyways we're not going to talk about mm-hmm. the games that happened today on tuesday may 9th but we're going to talk about all of play and stage just uh, generally uh, we don't need to go through all the games i haven't missed a game yet by the way <laughs> i've watched Ooh. every single game which is fun um but we're not going to talk about them in depth we'll talk about who made it through and uh the series that are happening this week i think yeah, I think that'll be good. Um, so, w- w- let me sorry, let me pull up the list. Yeah, the, you have it right in front of yeah, you. Yeah, the teams who uh, made it through the play-in stage um, were uh, sorry, <laughs> right here were Golden Guardians, uh, Billy Billy, and uh, the final team was who was the final team? Golden Guardians, Billy Billy, and G two was G two in play. Oh, G two was in play. Sorry. They were in plans, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, because they were the fourth seed, they were the second seed for you. Holy shit, that was hard to figure out. Um, yeah, because <laughs> there was one team that got auto advanced, which was obviously Gen G and T one, because they had enough like international yeah. standings that they got both teams into second bracket. That was confusing. Um, so, anyways, mm-hmm. the matchups for this week um, uh, are Gen G versus G two, Mad Lions versus T one, Cloud Nine versus Billy Billy, and JDG versus Golden Guardians. Uh, the first game did happen today. We're not going to talk about it. It was Gen G versus G2, but we can t- quickly talk about like Mad Lions versus T1, Cloud9 versus Billy Billy, and JDG versus Golden Gardens, and the draw at large. I feel like that's probably a bigger discussion. Yeah, that's uh, definitely something I wanted to discuss um, as we have the time for it. Um, 
but yeah, are there any, I would say this is probably a very straightforward, um, like main event, like the first part at least. Yeah. I mean, um, the only team that seems like they're going to have any chance is cloud nine versus Billy Billy. Um, yeah. I still think cloud nine is going to get like three, one, maybe even three owed, uh, depending on how they show. But uh, oh, you, you mean like that they will advance? No, or that they will lose. they will get three would uh, Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, I, see. I think there's zero Western teams that will make it through the first stage. There is a loser bracket, so we'll see them all on the bottom side in a funny way. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I feel like just the gap is so fucking big between LPL, LCK, and then the rest. So yeah, yeah. And just for reference, uh, BLG is the number two seed from China yeah. LPL. Yeah. yeah so, um, cool. I guess we'll we can go into each of the series and sort of talk about that if you'd like. Uh, um, I feel like it's just one of those things where it's like I don't know if there's much to talk about in this stage. Like out of outside yeah, of like, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I think T one's gonna crush Mad Lions. I think JDG's gonna crush Golden Guardians. I think Cloud Nine has a chance, man. But I like even that. I think they're gonna get like three one. <laughs> like there's, there's yeah, a I chance that's, they I show up, a, but I don't know. I do think that's the closest series, but even then, like, is it close enough? Probably not. Yeah. Um. So the cool okay, thing is cool. the top three of the tournament. I think is really strong. I think Gen G, T1, yeah. and JDG like they could all take MSI, and that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It is really cool. So uh, we we've already seen some. I would say like pretty banger series as well. Um, I think at the start of the tournament it was looking a little doomed for uh, those of us who want more best of series. Um, considering that a lot of them were two O's, but we've gotten some some really interesting ones as of late. Uh, and uh, hopefully that will continue uh, into the next round where we may see, depending on, I, I guess, the, the matchups, um, the LEC finals and the LCK final or the uh, LCS finals because of the way that the bracket is set up. Um, so we have the potential to have NA knockout NA and EU knockout EU. Uh, how do we feel about that, gentlemen? So so it's one of those things where the, the draw is set up in a way where you can't have teams um you can't have teams that played against each other in playing stage be on the same side of the bracket good rule you don't want to see that again mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. awesome um but the other rule that's not implemented which a lot of people are hoping that they implement in a future year is that teams from the same region can't be on the same side of the bracket right so like t1 and genji would be on the opposite sides of the bracket cloud nine and golden guardians would be on the opposite of the bracket purely to stop this exact scenario from happening there's only like i, I don't know if it's actually stat there's six draw scenarios that could happen in the current format mm-hmm. and this is the worst one by a lot um because we have genji g2 mad lions t1 on top side meaning the favorites genji and t1 if they win you then have LCK teams playing in in uh, semifinal or like uh, upper semis, um, and then if you have uh, bottom bracket, you have the two LPL teams, their favorites. If they win, then you have the LPL teams in upper upper semis. And guess what that creates? In the lower bracket, you have G two versus Mad Lions, and in the other lower bracket, you have Cloud Nine versus GG. That's four matches we saw a lot like a month ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's like and it. And I I do just want I, like just devil's advocate. I hate this. I fucking hate everything about it. But people are acting like it's the end of the world. We will see better League of Legends. This will always create better League of Legends. The reality is Gen G T1 is a better series than any other thing we could see. JDG, BLG is going to be a better series than most things we could see. It is sad that on an international stage, we're not going to see as many international matches. But like these teams haven't played against each other for like four patches. It's not like it's the same matchup we saw last time. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think it's the the absolute worst. 
um like worst case scenario it is like i i would say disappointing that um you know we could see the same matchups uh in an elimination setting uh and you, you know potentially have a team play one team outside yeah. of their own region um before getting knocked out of it, of one of the two international tournaments that we have uh i i feel like this would be a fine thing if we had you know more options to see these teams against one another but the fact that we have worlds and msi and that's it uh and, and then to have a team play go and in the you, you know main stage of it play one best of five series and then another versus a um you know their their sister region team yeah. would be a little a little disappointing mm-hmm. and just for context so, like here's open if we had the rule where uh, teams from the same region couldn't be on the same side of the bracket the matches we would have saw with the straw um, would have been Gen G versus Golden Guardians Mad Lions versus B- BLG G two versus Cloud Nine and JDG versus T one wow yeah so it, it's it's like there are some good matchups there as well, but it's not it's not the the doom that a lot of people are saying. Yeah, yeah it's like that would have been fucking awesome, and I think there's like the benefit of that is that you see way more international matches, which personally is what I want to see. Um, yeah, exactly. But mm-hmm. the reality is like it's it's a double elimination. You can kind of do whatever. The best teams are going to end winning, end up winning the tournament with double elimination anyways. Um, and I, I, the reality is like I think they should probably add that rule next year. But like the reality is we just had the worst out of six possible draws and if they keep this format, it's probably not going to happen again. No. Yeah. And it's not going to be a big deal. Um, this time, you know, maybe we even avoid it and then it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Doubtful, but potential. Yeah, exactly. Um, And we're only like looking at the doom and gloom scenario because we expect every fucking single Western team to lose. Right. Like, it's, yeah. it's not a doom and gloom scenario if Cloud9 be, beats Billy Billy, if G2 beats Genji, if... <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to say Golden mm-hmm. Guardians upset GG, but, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, if, if these first seeds win, like, the first seeds are Cloud9 um, and uh, Mad Lions. If Mad, Lion and, Mad Lions and Cloud9 win their matches that they're supposed to win being the first seed, um, then these upsets don't... This this shitty bracket doesn't exist, right? Yeah, and it's that's, that's the counterpoint, is that, you know, it... It um and shout out to Speedy Spikes for for being on this side of it um but it you know then it it's giving less value to the one seeds that um the Western teams do have saying that like you expect them to lose so they need to be um there needs to be extra rules to accommodate that um which is understandable for sure yeah I mean I, the counterpoint I've also seen online is that like we've kind of already thrown this like this need for like the best competitive matches out the window when we're inv- we're waiting the amount of seeds from like LCK- L- LCS and LEC the same as LPL and LCK like the reality is mm-hmm. if we were waiting this properly it probably should be like five LCK teams at world it should probably be five LPL teams at world maybe like two EU teams and one NA team that's probably how you yeah. should wait it if you really want to like wait it properly but the fact that we wait them all the same means we're kind of already throwing a lot of this competitive not integrity but like uh, this this drive to have the most competitive and fair brackets out the window to begin with. Yeah, it's it's trading um, some competitive. Uh, I, I guess integrity w- would be the best way to phrase it um, for more entertainment mm-hmm. value, right? If you have more teams from, or if you have more regions represented, you, you know it's going to be a, a higher draw to a lot more people. 
Um, and that's the, that's the, that's the argument for, you know, not making those rules. So, or for the seating. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch either way. Uh, I think we have a lot of like really interesting, um, like champions that are being played so far. Uh, spoiler, we're seeing, I guess this isn't a spoiler, so I'm not going to spoiler tag it, but we're seeing a lot more mid Cassante than I would have expected. Um, which mm -hmm. is uh, a little, a little surprising to me, but. Uh, it's been fun. It's been really fun to to watch the game so far. Yeah, it's been great. Cool. cool. Should we move on to um, roundtable? Yeah, let's do the roundtable. Cool. Last week's question was, you're the main designer of Aphelios 2. What type of gun are you responsible for adding to the growing <laughs> arsenal? What's it called? What does it do when you press Q? What's its passive effect uh, when uh, when it's a secondary weapon? We've got a lot of responses. They're all really fun. I'd recommend checking out our Discord and our Twitter. Like, there's a ton of responses. Um, my mm -hmm. favorite from Twitter is from uh, Absters. He says, make Aphelios 2 the Merlin of League Cast. Uh, his new <laughs> weapon is called Magicum. A pair of lunar gloves that let him play more like a mage. This basic attack has significantly reduced attack speed and shoots slow moving energy balls when he points to, uh, his finger gun at an opponent they erupt they that erupts in an aoe magic dot uh when he uses q he points his two finger guns in the direction extending a shadow tendril that deals uh mild physical damage before it flashes with a radiant moonlight dealing magic damage upon hitting a target his ultimate pulls the spirit of the moon from the sky dealing a percent max health dot and restricting enemies from moving away from the center of the impact for a short duration his off offhand passive converts a small percentage of his auto attack damage to true damage over time that's cool a fucking major weapon. that is really cool yeah from our discord huh. our first one's from uh ryan vt12 he says uh iterum the repeater main hand your shots ricochet uh to the nearest uh unit dealing Ooh. reduced damage uh to the second target and applying on hit effects at reduced effectiveness offhand he modifies his other q's abilities to bounce off additional targets with reduced effectiveness q locks on uh an enemy unit uh, in aphelios's attack range and channels a firing uh, channels while fi firing rapidly for up to two seconds applying effects of his offhand weapon on each shot these shots can bounce off nearby targets and apply on hit effects at reduced effectiveness. Alt Aphelios has a 0.5 second window to recast his alt if, de uh, if it deals damage to an enemy champion, uh, reducing alt base damage. I, I think it's cool. If you're just giving him like Sivir's shit. <laughs> yeah, repeating it. That's yeah. awesome. Um, mm -hmm. Cool. Next one's from Speedy Spikes, who we just talked about a little bit. It's called uh, Scythe Scythum, a scythe chased uh, gun that can st siphon stats from an enemy based on the second hand weapon and imbue them to an ally. Uh, so green, if you have green gun as your secondary weapon, you're stealing, uh, armor. If you have red, you're stealing AD. If you have purple, you're stealing MR. Ooh. If you have blue, you're stealing AP. And if you have white, you're stealing attack speed. Uh, Q gives Aphelios two stats as well, doubling the effect for a short time. And alt gives all, all allies in the radius, the stats, including Aphelios two as a secondary, oh it gives, uh, Aphelios two a reduced, uh, amount of the siphon stat. So you just kind of like siphon stats with this ability. It's not really like a good gun. It's more just like, this is what kind of bulks you up as you're like playing the character yeah interesting and then you know if you are able to use it for your ulti that's a big steroid for you know five people it's the most unique one i saw i think it's uh -huh. very very cool cool uh, and last but not least is from casey stranger who says the poro gun basic attack basic attacks launch small poros attack speed is slightly reduced but applies uh, a small amount of knockback <laughs> dude that sounds already annoying a fucking auto attack <laughs> yeah. that knocks you back <laughs> 
um Q you mean like graves or no like it, it would knock like them back like, like oh knock the enemy yeah. back i see like reverse graves maybe it knocks him back I, I feel like it'd be an enemy though dude you get fucking thudded by like a poro and yeah it just, dude it fucks your movement it'd be oh dude so gross for 50 um, shots yeah kill me <laughs> uh q fires a bouncing poro similar to zig's q that charms the first enemy hit for a short duration they play they play with the poro uh and ultimate <laughs> the poro king descends from the sky in the affected area chilling enemies and applying brittle cold and brittle nice nice cool uh, <laughs> you said was, the b word yeah um this week's roundtable question is what are your top three most played characters reply to the person above you with a recommendation to play based on their picks Ooh, okay so we want to do, a, we'll uh, do a, circle, yeah. a a circle here yeah um i guess a triangle since there's three of us yeah i guess i'll just um, champion mastery that's probably the easiest way to do this <laughs> uh I'll, I'll go first. Mine is Lucian, Leona, Maokai. <laughs> Dude, based on that, <laughs> just Lucian, Leona, Maokai. Dude, I just play. I tell you to play Realm, man. That's so fucking funny. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Realm would be good. Okay, That's cool. A good uh, mine is Tom Kench, Blitzcrank, Alice. <laughs> um. Also, Rel. <laughs> Wait, there's gonna be the truck. All right, Colton, you know what it's gonna be. <laughs> uh, my top three is Zillion, Oriana, Misfortune. Zillion, Oriana, Misfortune. Hit him with the Rel. I mean, it's gotta be no. Um, <laughs> I'm the only one who actually plays Rel here. Um, Gangplank. What? Why? I don't know how it's related no questions, to any. No oh, questions. No a... questions. No questions. Sorry. Sorry. I respect it, yeah. Cool. Pirates, bombs. Uh, okay, if you want to tell what us if, what, robot what arm. if you, when you were playing Cillian, <laughs> after you throw your Q, you could misfortune Q the bomb and it would blow up, but it would do more damage than Oriana ult. That's why you can play King Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. True, actually true. Um, so if you want to tell us your three most played characters and you want to reply to the person above you with recommendations, you can hit us up on our Discord. Uh, at, sorry, discord.gg slash leadcast. Uh, send us an email, mail at leadcastpod. I guess you can't really send an email for this one unless you want to respond to one of ours and maybe we can give you a recommendation. Um, or And then hit us up on Twitter at leadcast. Um, if you're the first one to reply, just like reply to one of ours. I think that's probably the best way of doing it. So Yeah, give Colton a better one than yeah, yeah. Gangplank. Cool. Want to jump into mail fight? Yeah. Let's do it. The first email is from Carlson10. Hi, everyone. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. I was listening to the Curious Chameleon episode where, in, where you were discussing that Mad would lose on purpose versus G2 in order to get to MSI. I started thinking, what if G2 purposely lost in order for the best teams to reach MSI? Uh, protecting the competitive integrity of the game by hurting the competitive integrity. I just thought it was a funny way to protest against a poor, a poor format and would like to hear your thoughts on it. Much love from Sweden. Carlson 10. That is really funny. Like the idea of like G2 in this scenario beats Mad Lions, beats Vitality, and they're playing against BDS in the final. And if they win Mad Lions, the fourth seed goes. So they purposely lose so that BDS goes. So more, yeah, that's sense wild. Better teams. <laughs> that's so wild. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> It, that's the whole point huh. about competitive integrity it's like the fact yeah. that you can do these things is whack <laughs> mm-hmm. the fact that winning is not always the best yeah scenario the best option yeah and i i, I hate to be that guy but i feel like all of like all of those concerns are pretty well fixed by a double elimination format like obviously we're not well, I think I think the biggest issue is that like points can lead to some wonky scenarios like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. point systems you like know. giving reward. Yeah, like point systems. The whole point of point systems is you're giving rewards so that splits don't mean nothing, right? Like the whole thing about LCS mm-hmm. for a long time was spring split fucking meant nothing. It, you, it, 
it, I mean, you, if you start at the same spot as everyone else next to it, it doesn't fucking mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they add his points, and then they have removed points. They've added them back to EU, and it sounds like all this is going to be fixed next year when there's a third international tournament. So, like, winning Winter Split will get you the points for the first tournament. Winning Spring Split will get you the points for the next tournament, and then whatever, rather than having them carry over kind of in, like, this weird yeah. way. It's cool. It very, yeah, very but cool. I, I, I doubt that they actually intentionally lost. No, no, I don't think I would so. Be, I would be very surprised if any team thought, like, we should lose this because we have a better chance of, like, we, we can make it by by not winning. I mean, I know? think the it, biggest mentality is that from, like, pro players is that they think they're actually good enough all the time, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the winning mentality it, you, you that makes you, you a pro player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that. You kind of have to be to, to be a pro, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah <laughs> good luck Colton okay then uh, this one is from Yumi with a gun hey lovely league cast boys I hope this email gets to you in time I forgot that I wanted to answer the roundtable question about what we're grateful for when it comes to league I have the cliche answer of my friends but it's how I met these friends through League of Legends that makes me so happy literally wouldn't have happened without it um the friends who actually showed me the game are people I've known since high school, but after that I got really into watching LCS and rooting for Cloud9. I believe it was the summer split finals in 2019 that was my first time going to a tournament. It was in Detroit, so it was super easy for me to go. My husband and I got there super early, as you do. There were only about four other people waiting before us. Uh, if I remember correctly, he was wearing a Team Liquid jersey, but it was a Dota one instead of League. Shortly after us, a couple of guys showed up. Paid them no mind, but one of them noticed my husband's jersey and we struck up a conversation. We had so much fun chatting that we decided to be weekend buddies and hang out during the tournament. The dynamic worked out well, they were chill and fun, plus one was a TL fan and one was a C9 fan, so we had some enjoyable banter and someone to go see the players with. Of course, we swapped usernames and played games after the tournament, but through these two awesome guys, I got introduced to the rest of that friend group. And I absolutely love them all. I still sometimes silently thank that chance meeting I had with Justin and Ben because now I have even more people to chat with, play games with, and go to cons with. I'm so happy that uh, to say that we all got a room together for Anime Central and Rosemont a couple years later, and I'll be seeing them again in a few weeks for that same con. These guys are from all over, so I wouldn't have connected with them any other ways if it wasn't for LCS Finals. Another side comment, or another side of the league community that I had a chance to encounter with is cosplay community. I've been into cosplay for a long time, but of course, now being League-obsessed, I wanted to cosplay and look for cosplayers related to it. My first true main was Rakan, and he's my spirit animal, and I love him so much. <laughs> At KatsuCon back in 2018, I saw an amazing Rakan cosplayer who let me take a selfie with him in my Pajama Guardian Lux cosplay. I love that picture so much, I made it my profile image everywhere, and it was my first picture I uploaded when I finally made a cosplay Instagram account. Yeah, it took me that long. <laughs> Uh, as you do when you're totally idolizing someone, I half-stalked him and Isaiah throughout the con and waved hi to them every chance I got, but was just too shy to, you know, talk to them like a normal person, XDD. <laughs> the following year in 2019, I saw the Rakan and Zaya cosplayers again, and this time I actually acted like a human being and struck up a conversation with them. We hit it off pretty instantly and traded socials, and now I'm happy to say that I'm good friends with them. And funny enough, it's the Zaya cosplayer of the duo who I'm actually obsessed with now. She's amazing, and I absolutely adore her. I've been able to see them several at several cons now, uh, seeing them at the upcoming Anime Central too, and also seeing them at some of the LCS events as well. 
Quick plug for them if that's okay. They are Vicky and Brian of Golf Cosplay. You can find them on Instagram. Sure, we'll plug that. Uh, and through them, I did meet some other cosplayers too. Really, really talented ones who I also enjoy seeing at conventions when I have the chance, but I don't have as close of a relationship with them as I do with uh, the Goffs. Anyway, I know this email is really long and potentially mushy, but I get so warm and fuzzy thinking about how happy and grateful I am to have these people in my life, and they are so fulfilling when it comes to my various League of Legends interests. I know the community can be really toxic at times, but I do hope that people don't forget that these kind of people are actually a minority and that you can make a lot of wonderful friends in the community. Thank you to League of Legends. I love this game and everything I've gotten from it. Oh, and also thanks to the League cast crew. You guys are another wonderful thing I found through League, and I'm always excited to listen to what you have to say. You're a great influence on the community, and I appreciate you giving everyone a platform to have their experiences and thoughts heard as well. Grateful for all your hard work and effort. Thanks again, Yumi with a gun. That's very sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, it's... I feel like we, we miss out on a lot of the feel-good stories uh, in, in the email section a lot of the time, so it's nice mm-hmm. to... Nice to get some some love and warm feelings in there. Yeah, I also think that this is like super super relatable content to like the three of us, where it's like, oh yeah, there's there's no world where I would have met either one of you if not for Chris creating League Cast, you know, years and yeah, years in a, prior in his mom's basement years ago, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh, and then like adding you guys to the show, and then me eventually, right? Like I I would have known mm. Chris, but like there, no way I would have known either. Yeah. Of you. No, exactly for sure. It uh, is a small world, and we are lucky enough to to have known each other. So yeah, I'd you, probably be better off for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd probably just be a, a, a probably be a like CSGO a wow, guy, a WoW gremlin or a CS:GO gremlin. <laughs> yeah, true. The gremlin was inside of us all along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Thank you, Yumi, with a gun. Next one is from Undertoned. Uh, Hello, fellow LeadCast people. It's your boy Undertoned here again with a spicy email. This is in response to your comments about people being toxic in uh, in in-game chat. Um, Now, this may be taken as a chad or sugma mail, so leave it up to interpretation. For clarity, the majority of this email is not to be taken seriously, but as a joke, just like my relationships. Oof. So the first point off the back. I speak four languages. I speak English, Russian, and I speak to women that aren't my girlfriend, and I speak slurs in-game. As a Chad gamer, I need to remind the 13-year-olds in my game that they are inferior to me in the gaming sphere, as well as in life. I must remind them that they are trash, and they should be in school, as well as on extremely rare occasions. They should play better, usually with extremely spe- extreme specifics to help improve gameplay and not to flame. Uh, good examples would be much appreciated and accepted advice such as stop dying, just build X, position better, and many other such helpful comments that usually lead to me winning the game. Comments that relate to self-harm, uh, however, are explicitly off the table. As much as I in the past have said these things, Riot has made it clear that they will not tolerate this behavior. I in turn have stopped saying it almost completely in my day-to-day experience. That is unironically true. Uh, I believe that the punishment system for such intolerable behavior should be adjusted. If you're the type of person to say uncalled for things or be sassy in in in-game chat, you should be punished in kind. What I mean is chat restrictions, temporary and permanent. If you have multiple times abused text chat rather than banning an account temporarily or permanently, you should just be permanently muted. Anyone who has been banned off their main for this behavior gets on a new account and doesn't change. If their main is permanently chat restricted due to bad behavior, they're still still able to play but can't talk. You can always fit something like uh, in 
like getting unrestricted after reaching honor level five or something before you argue that this can still be abused. Sure. But no system is perfect in game. Toxic behavior, such as running it down should be punished with bans. I think removing toxic behavior from the game and removing toxic chat should be handled differently. Anyways, uh, have a good one guys. Sorry for the moderate email. 10 out of 10 would be toxic and banned for saying Garen again, undertoned. I think it's a, a good perspective to have. Yeah, it would be, it would be a good idea to probably make the punishment fit the crime so to speak so I think i'm there's no all reason for that, it like there's no reason not to like just remove people's chat rights like it, it, you don't need to be able to chat mm-hmm. in the game like it, it feels like it should mm-hmm. be like a very easy thing to immediately just remove it and I, I do like the idea of like maybe if you do get to honor five you do get it back or whatever but like that's that's something that takes like a whole season of like mm-hmm. i mean yeah, yes, i guess really you're not i guess the only thing is like I guess you. I was gonna say you're not typing it all, so you're probably gonna get honor faster. <laughs> but like, who knows? Like, <laughs> there can be rewards, and maybe like, uh, if you do get back, you get your chat back. Um, but you, like, you get a number one. of messages per game equal to your honor level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're honor one, you can spend one message a game. Interesting. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. agree. Like, yeah, punishment should fit the crime. So if you're typing mad shit, just cut their hands off. Ooh. So they can't type okay. anymore, right? Uh huh. That's fair. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know, nigga. <laughs> Sounds fair to me. <laughs> I think you uh, <laughs> lost the uh, lost the point. Um. Um, yeah, but cool. Thanks, Undertone. Next email is from Scrubbles. Uh, I feel like this is something that should be addressed. In my ranked matches, I occasionally run into a player who does poorly in lane. By this, I mean like zero and four or zero and five pre fifteen minutes. And when someone says something about it. Uh, they do not care and are just playing for fun. I feel like, I feel as if this shouldn't be okay and ranked uh, when a casual mode exists and when you load the lead client for the first time, it has you agree to play to win. I think that everyone that loads into a ranked game should be playing competitively. I'm not excusing toxic behavior, uh, but it's just a game isn't the best excuse for poor play when a casual and bot mode exists. Thoughts? Okay, so definitely agree that like playing casually in ranked is is not ideal but it one i I think 99 times out of 100 when somebody says this it's not because they're just goofing around it's because they don't want to acknowledge that they lost they say i'm playing for fun yeah mm -hmm. right like every time we, we play community games and I lose lane to somebody who's a thousand LP lower than me, it's because I'm playing for fun, right? <laughs> Partially. Yeah. Maybe I, I picked like on hit zillion, but also I I'm playing poorly and like, I'm, I'm deflecting that pressure off myself mm-hmm. to, to be like, nah, I'm it's just for the goofs. Um, <laughs> definitely like people should be playing to win. Um, but also it's like i I don't know it's a really tough thing to say because like when i'm trying my hardest i can definitely go zero five in lane if i just like happen to be on an off day or it's a bad matchup or the opponent's really good like just because i got dumpster doesn't mean i'm like inting we're back to the ranked trolling spectrum my favorite part of the show Um, (laughs) yeah right i do i do agree that like if someone says yeah i'm not even fucking trying or whatever yeah they they should be trying but yeah as colton said they're probably 
they actually are trying and they just didn't play very well and now it's like yeah whatever but like the or now is, they're not trying because you called them out yeah yeah but like the reality is if if someone plays poorly it's not a, it's not a fucking big deal they're just not playing poorly i mean they're just not playing well i'm sure there's a billion times where you haven't played well in a game um where people thought you were trolling um you're probably not someone who'd go yeah i'm fucking trolling or whatever because you probably have more self-confidence in like mm-hmm. you're you're not just gonna be like oh i didn't lose you have more awareness yeah you have more awareness to it all um but the reality is probably they're playing to the level that you've played before um i I think it's pretty safe to say we've all played poorly in games um and it's probably not that big of a deal like the reality is like i don't think playing a new character in a ranked game is trolling like i mean everyone Mm -hmm. has that line um the reality is like is you're not trying you're not trying to lose the game or whatever like you're actively trying to win i don't think it's a big deal so maybe if that person actually was when you called them out not trying to win then yeah, that's a problem. But I think the reality is they're probably just more like a little bit defensive about just maybe not playing that well, and you calling them out probably like didn't make them feel very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a that's a really level headed way to to view that. Um, yeah, thanks, Scrubbles. Scrubbles, yeah. Uh, next email is from Titties. Uh, I'm writing today to help anyone having issues with their MMR and shitty LP returns. I've experienced this playing a lot of games and being stuck in Silver 2 with uh, terrible LP gains. Make an alt account. I'm 25 games into ranked on my alt account and I'm already gold 3 and still getting uh, 33 plus LP per win between 20 and 26 per loss. I feel very proud of my alt rank while also not feeling the need to alt chat to flex uh, that rank in my silver. Uh main account games this might not be the solution for everyone but hopefully it helps someone also i want to shout out little pp for being in her plat promos in only her second season playing uh i appreciate your content and how active you guys are in the discord titties um by the way just just a heads up hey congratulations good job um, this so is little something that the, I, the terrorist who plays Vex support. Games, right? Vex support. Oh Jesus! Dude, okay. fucking played Vex support. Like she's played it multiple times, but she played it yeah. one game where I played Pike support, and she fucking went like oh, twenty-two and four or something as support. Oh yeah, she pops off every time. It's obscene. Um, yeah. So we had this discussion on the Discord. Somebody actually asked, I think moments after this person sent in an email. Um, and I think this is a good temporary solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason that you're doing well is because you don't have any like ranked history on it and the system doesn't quite know where to put you um, yet. But it is not a, um, a long-term solution. Uh, the reason you were silver in, on, on your main account is because you were playing at a silver level in those games. Um, and I think the, um, the iron person who bought a challenger account is a great example of like it is not the account it is the the player uh there there is no account that is like doomed mmr or gains or anything like that um you you just have to play better and play enough to 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 get there but that that being said it is a great temporary solution to maybe break any like mental you Mm -hmm. know blocks that you have or even just take the game less seriously slash more fun Mm -hmm. it's a good mental reset i think also like there's something to be said about momentum and that affecting how you play Mm -hmm. um i would also say that like at least in this instance like stuck in silver two versus being in gold three like it's it's weird to say but like in the grand scheme of things gold three and silver two are basically the same rank where it's like i I feel like Mm -hmm whatever rank you are 
on a good day you're plus 300 lp on a bad day you're minus 300 lp especially with the the lp changes you know yeah. you can it, as as i have learned you can very easily climb and lose it all in the same day you know and in, in not the longest um yeah amount of time yeah but it's like a, a silver two player doesn't play at a silver two level every single game mm-hmm. what's happening is like four of their games they play at a silver two game level three of them they probably play at like a silver one level and, and three of them they play at like a silver three level mm-hmm. and, and maybe you know maybe it's two with those and it's like one at gold four and one at silver four but like again it's just like number of games in the long term and like most people don't play enough games for those things to really really like level out over the long term um where like again yeah your gold three maybe you go all the way up to gold one maybe you go up to plat but like probably not and it's probably not gonna stay that way you know into the next season or the next season unless you are actually improving and you'll be able to get that same rank on either account. I do think the biggest thing that, like, I think Nick touched on it a little bit, or maybe it's cool, I'm not sure, but uh, the biggest thing is, I think a big thing about, like, starting a new account and getting to a new ELO is I think that's, like, a huge mental barrier that a lot of people have. Like, a lot of people go, like, after playing 300 games in an ELO, they go, fuck, maybe I just can't get out. Maybe, like, I actually am just a zeal. And, like, being able to do it on a new account shows you that you can do it, which I think is honestly a big fucking block for most players. True. Right? Like, yeah. being able to be like, oh my god, I actually am a gold player. Like, now I can play on my main, and I know I can get to that ELO. I'm not going to ego, as you said, but, like, I-, I know I can get there if I just play, and I just play well. I- I'm literally playing at that ELO on a different account. Mm-hmm. that's cool yeah interesting yeah and uh hey continued uh luck to you titties thank you for the email next email is from butt kid 187 hey guys i play a lot of janna in ranked because she's easy but my team consistently spam pings me for not being aggressive Recently, I've tried to play Zed because he has damage, so I wake up in the morning, I make some soup, and after I take a few sips, I sit in the practice tool and practice WEQ on dummies. Then I play against bots, but I I still lose a lot, especially against Cassiopeia bot. Recently, I played two normals as Zed and got charbroiled. The enemy mid-spam laughed at me and then prioritized killing me over any other objective. It was really discouraging, kind of felt like griefing but I know it's just because I'm really bad. Since I'm dog water, I figure I can improve the fastest by learning what the champions do first. Uh, Since I'm a software engineer, I made an app to get a champion's data directly from Riot in something called Data Dragon. Um, Little did I know, it turns out that there is no reliable definitive source for champion data. Uh, It says so in their docs, way in the weeds. Just last week, I heard a Janna pro tip from a guy on your podcast says that Monsoon sends people over walls like Flash, but the data I downloaded from Riot says that it can't. I tested it in practice tool, and Monsoon does not send dummies over walls. I don't know how to test this with actual champions, so it seems like you guys just spread misinformation to thousands of listeners. Uh, What is the best way to get reliable understanding of what all the champions do without having to buy them all and test them all in practice tool? Every time I try to play a normal 5v5, I get shit on super hard, so I stay in ARAM where the vibes are more welcoming, but I still can't access all the champions. 
seems like you guys love the game and I want to feel the love in 5v5, but it just seems like a gigantic uphill battle that isn't welcoming to new players. Any advice on how to reliably deepen my champion knowledge would be appreciated. Stay cheeky, but kid 187. P.S. If you respond, I will give you a five starry review. Um, <laughs> hey, we're responding. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess one thing I would mention is if you want to like be able to access and play all the characters, the easiest way, as far as I know, is the PBE. Sign up for a PBE account. It, you get all the champions, period. You can play them. Obviously, you're not going to be on this patch, um, but like champion abilities don't really change that often. That, that's going to be a big deal. Um, outside of that, I mean, practice tools, a good way to like get an understanding of their combos and stuff and like how they feel. Um, certainly if you have friends that play, if you want to like test specific interactions that require another champion, um, you know, go into a game with them and, and find out, um, you know, Dan and I have done that a few times. Dan is definitely someone who will, like, be in the practice tool all the time, testing mm -hmm. out, like, items and damage rates and stuff. Um, and so one of the things we were checking was, like, when I cleanse exhaust, does it cleanse the slow and the damage debuff or just the slow? And that's something you can't really test in practice tool. You have to be with another player who exhausts you. Um, that being said, if you're just learning the game and what the characters do you don't probably need to know all of those things. Just pick like the most popular recommended build on the character, like go to u.gg and, and take like the highest one rate items. You don't need to know like why or how yet. If you're just still trying to learn, like what is Aurelia Q do? Yeah, I think um, I'm going to suggest a different approach. I don't think you should like rush into wanting to know everything about the game and, and like how hoping to have all that knowledge, like already. Um, I, I think like something that I am very nostalgic over is remembering how I felt when I pulled up a champion for the first time and, and read their kit and was like, Holy shit. Like Katarina can do what? Like her, her skills reset, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I think that sort of like, wonderment is um it is lost um uh now that that we're so like intimate with with the the details of the game um but it, it you know it, so i would say like in, enjoy the enjoy the ride um but i i do think arim is a really really good way to to learn characters you know don't play to win your arams play a new character every time it pops up or anytime a character exists in the game and you're not sure what they do, you know, open the wiki and, you know, just read through what their abilities do pretty quickly. Um, I, I think like those will lead to you enjoying the game even more. Um, and you know, if, if you'd rather just jump in the, the, the deep end, just keep queuing up for fives. You know, there's nothing wrong with playing that particular game mode and learning regardless of what people might tell you. Yeah. I, I completely also, I, I looked it up and in, in, there was some bug feature change uh, to Janna's ultimate where she used to be able to send champions over walls. And I guess none of us have played her recently enough. Yeah. I just jumped into practice being... tool. Cause I literally found a video of people doing it like season three. Um, yeah. And then there's I... a, there's a clip of Chaucer doing it to a uh, Kenan flank. 
Yeah. And it just um, sends them right back over the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can't do it in game anymore. And there's like zero yeah. uh, in her patch notes. There's zero note of it. That's crazy. Yeah, there's nothing that's... Yeah, yeah. So... That's cool. Game's cool. awesome when they do stuff like that. That's Enjoy learning, man, when there's stuff like that where... <laughs> Just, yeah where they don't document it <laughs> that's a change where i don't know when it was changed uh it was changed sometime between season three and season 13 <laughs> so the the bug guy kanan um says as of season two uh it used to knock it over but since then um it is not documented anywhere so i mean that that clips that chouster yeah. club is from season three because that's lcs like like that's is what it? i mean like, um, it, like <laughs> oh yeah true because like true. so it's literally sometime between season three and now <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah That's and great. probably not much after that but it's a it's a really cool clip um so uh very high level play for <laughs> season three league yeah um cool thank you butt kid our last email is from uh valzea i think is how you pronounce yep. it um hey there i was thinking about my own genetic disease that i have that i'd call usher's syndrome uh, in where I'll simply just become deaf and blind in the future. I want to mention, though, the blindness is more of a tunnel vision. So if you're lucky, you can still see in the center. But I was thinking about how would someone with a developed uh, Usher syndrome play League. They'd obviously not be able to hear the game at all, which wouldn't matter too much in the grand scheme of things. But they would have to deal with some super limited vision. Do you guys think it'd still be possible for someone uh, with this to play the game somewhat effectively? Or would it completely shut down their ability to play at all? I'm only in the early stages, so I can play just fine. Uh, but I thought it would just be an interesting thing to talk about. Also, I love Arcanite so much. I've logged in for 126 days straight. Have a good day, evening, or morning, humans, Valzea. Um, the, you know what? I I don't know. As someone who is not suffering from from that, it, it would be hard to make a statement on it. Um, I'm sure there's a way for someone to figure out how to, how to you know, um, rig it up so that you can play pretty close to fully effective considering we have people playing with their toes or with you know no finger with one finger on their left hand or something like that i looked it up the the guy um so there's this guy back in like old old league um who used to he didn't have uh he couldn't use his arms or legs um so he would play league where he would be laying down on his stomach and he would move the mouse with his head and he would click keys by he held a pen in his mouth and you'd click the keyboard with the pen um, and there was a clip of him hitting gold, uh, which in that's crazy. In season four, gold was top, yeah, like twelve percent, which is the equivalent. And of Yumi wasn't even out yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's like it's like that guy hit top twelve percent, like playing league like that. And it's like obviously he had the drive to do it, um, which I think is. I mean, the reality is it's going to take a lot more work if you're uh, if you have like uh, disabilities and stuff yeah, that affect mm-hmm. you at that point. If you have like stuff like that, but the reality is if you want to get good at something, you can if you put the hours and i think regardless mm-hmm. yeah i think that's i think that's the the biggest part of it you know and is it something that um you, you know you if it's something you want to commit to yeah just keep trying and and maybe there will be enough uh, mitigation of the uh, of the disorder to prevent you from you know having to implement those extreme measures mm-hmm one thing I, I would just also bring up is like again, end of the day, it's it's a game. Mm-hmm. If you want to be good, absolutely, like do, follow whatever you want to achieve. But like, it it doesn't really matter if you're silver or gold or plat or diamond. So like, don't beat yourself up over it if you feel like it is too hard or if you don't want to put in that effort. Right? It's like if I'm 
like obviously like I, I personally don't have experience like with a genetic disease or like having a disability like this but even just like things that i'm not good at generally i avoid because i don't want to put mm -hmm. that much effort in like i'll take something that i'm kind of okay at and i'll put an effort to get better but if i just like flat out suck at something i don't want to put myself through like all that effort and all that like just trying and trying to get better at it it's like it's just not worth it to me um mm -hmm. like fighting games i'm not good at fighting games i'm i'm pretty middle of the pack if that and it's like i, I could You're also just happy to play them at that level though right like yeah right yeah i'm just yeah. i'm just happy to play the game and enjoy it and it's like yeah i can i can beat the computer at like medium hard i can't beat it at max i can play against my friends and be competitive but like at least when we were like playing tekken a lot like aiden was just significantly better than me um and it's like that's that's fine like you don't have to be the best at everything you can just enjoy things for what they are mm -hmm. yeah you are more than than your rank that's for, for sure. sure yeah uh and with that we will end the show uh thank you guys for listening if you want to send us an email it's mentallycastpodcast.com watch us on twitch twitch.tv slash king out blue basket and lee cast frost um, on Twitter with LeeCast, on Facebook with LeeCast, visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com, join our Discord server, discord.gg slash LeeCast, and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash LeeCast. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.